0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times and The Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Straits Times and The Business Times, where we break down actionable financial tips. I'm your host, Ernest Lewis, and this episode is aimed at how you can make money from Asian consumer growth. And here to explain how to do that is our guest, Nergunan Tiruchelvam. He's the Head of Consumer Sector Equity Research at Telema formerly Exotic Capital. He has been an equity analyst covering Asian stocks since 2004. Hi, Nagrunen. How are you? Very well, Ernest. It's a great
1: pleasure to come on your podcast.
0: Thank you for coming and joining us. Um, So, tell us, what is it about the Asian consumer growth uh, market that has potential for us to make money from and what we should be keeping in
1: mind? Uh, To put this into perspective, two of the most populous countries in the world, India and China, Mm. Are entering a period of intense consumer spending yes where people who were not having access to basic goods consumer items that are commonplace in the west are now for the first time getting a taste of uh, drinking beer of eating meat products of uh, uh, having household items that were undreamt of just a generation ago. so we are precisely at the inflection point in a number of asian markets for consumer spending of vital
0: items. Right. So, you're saying we're at a critical point. uh, The region is becoming more affluent. Yes. And this is where investors need to look at this region. Absolutely. Okay. And and tell us more about uh, consumers in China and India. You're talking about the uh, beer and meat market, let's say. That's right. That's That's a sector.
1: That's right. So, beer and meat are close to the hearts of not only the consumers, but a number of investors as well in their own private lives. But basically... (laughs) Beer is uh, a consumer item that yeah. people take up when they become more prosperous. Right. We see very strong beer consumption growth in China, India, and Vietnam. There is a major trend that's taking place okay. right here in Asia, mm-hmm. which took place in America in 1933. Okay. You may have heard of something called the Prohibition Era in America. Yes. This was when the United States banned all form of liquor consumption, or rather the sale of liquor products was banned for over 15 years in America. When it came to an end in 1933, the United States government basically lifted the prohibition dramatically Mm. in that year. And soon afterwards, almost in the same year when beer sales came back into the market, Mm. the beer producers introduced a magic product. Okay. And this is called canned beer. Uh. Canned beer came to America when prohibition was lifted in 1933. 20 years later, beer consumption had doubled. Now, canned beer has a huge advantage. In a prosperous country like Singapore or in the advanced markets of Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan, canned beer is commonplace.
0: Right. We take it for granted. That's right. right.
1: But Ernest, you probably don't remember that even in Singapore, 25, 30 years ago, most beer was consumed in bottle format. And that's the standard format in a place like Vietnam, in India and China. The problem with bottled beer is that it basically breaks very easily. There's a high breakage. It's much more expensive to store because it's much heavier. Okay. And vitally, there is a deposit that you have to pay for the bottle the bottle is often more valuable than the liquid inside it right so that's a burden on the cash flow generation of a company basically the company owns the beer company owns the bottle and there's a there is some difficulty in their cash generation when you have bottle beer most beer in asia in the emerging markets of asia is still very much in the bottle format when you introduce canned beer you can store it much more easily You can transport it much more easily, it's less likely to break, and vitally, when you sell the canned beer, you have already collected the cash. So the cash generation of these beer companies, such as Thai Beverage, San Miguel, even Asahi when they're in the emerging markets, and even the Western ones, uh, like Carlsberg and Heineken in Vietnam, their cash generation is going to be a lot be- better with the investment in can beer.
0: Even the Chinese beers like Singtao and some of the big companies like Absolutely. China Resources and all that. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. I personally sometimes like to have a bottle beer. Uh, and also, uh, you get a bit of a cling when you hit the bottle yeah. with a colleague or a friend. Right. Uh, but can beer <laughs> is easier to store.
0: Okay. So, it's going to be more beneficial for these companies.
1: They're all investing in canning. Right. Can plants are... A vital part to their business plans over the next three years.
0: Now, if you like these tips so far, do subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple's podcast app or even on Google Podcasts or Spotify and like and rate us. Now, back to my conversation with uh, Nirgunan on actionable financial tips specifically on how to make money in the growing Asian consumer market. So, Nirgunan, we are just talking about canning uh, of beer actually and a lot of the companies are going to do this, especially for the rest of the region. Which means they're going to be um, more profitable, obviously. Um, What should we look out for? What are the kinds of companies that we should look out for in this region?
1: In the consumer space? Yes. The companies that you need to look out for Mm -hmm. are the companies that are exposed to the prevailing consumer trends. And one trend Mm -hmm. is the rise of meat consumption. Okay. Where meat is a clear aspect of the rise in protein consumption when countries become more prosperous they need more protein when they need more protein they go for meat which is the most efficient form of port protein consumption in these regions. Uh, let's take the case of Ch- of Thailand. Thailand has just crossed the income per capita of 5,000. Okay. We've ca- studied meat consumption in 67 countries, mm-hmm. and we find that once a country crosses the 5,000 income per capita hurdle, right. there is an acceleration in meat consumption which is in excess of the GDP growth, so we are uh, possibly facing an inflection point in a number of Asian markets such as Thailand, Vietnam, and China.
0: So investors got to do their homework. They have to look at these numbers, like yes. a five thousand mark. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, what about the? Uh, uh, we've heard of meat. Uh, beyond meat and Impossible Foods, for example, in the West. Yes. And they are starting to make inroads here into Singapore as well.
1: Yes. Uh, We in Singapore, or people who are based in Singapore, are very familiar with mock meat type products. Yes. But in the West, the burger which tastes, looks, and feels like a a animal protein derived burger, but is not a burger in the traditional sense, is a relative novelty. Right. And... Basically, Beyond Meat's Mm valuation is very hard to swallow, pun intended, because (laughs) (laughs) it's trading at roughly 100 times its projected revenue.
0: Yeah, and and just to clarify, Beyond Meat went public earlier this year. They're a company that were founded in 2009, but they went public earlier in 2019, actually.
1: That's right. And the valuation is very hard to defend. Uh, The market cap is about $10 billion, which is roughly the market cap of uh, highly advanced meat producers here in Asia. So discerning investors need to look at, look beyond the stratospheric valuation of Beyond Meat and other companies of its ilk that are rushing to go public with this major fad right. in meat-like products in, in, in the West and look at the traditional good old-fashioned meat producers in, in Asia, Asia, where the valuations are very depressed. Ah. So we have major meat producers in this region. There's one which is a very prominent company called Charon Pokphand Foods, okay. CPF. Uh, they have a valuation which is 1% of the valuation of Beyond Meat. Wow. It's serving the hungry markets yes. of Vietnam, Thailand, China, where meat consumption is projected to gallop. Right. Both chicken, pork yeah and in some cases, beef consumption is set to rise very quickly as these companies or these countries become very prosperous okay in contrast, the beyond meats addressable market is a very niche market, yes, and at a hundred times revenue with no projected profits, it's very hard to see how that valuation is sustainable
0: mm. Yes, and even Impossible Foods has said that it's not ready to go public yet. Yes. So, you're saying that investors need to look at the real traditional meat market in Asia. Yes. That's going to be the value for their investments, right? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Um, talking about… Uh, Afro- I'm a
1: vegetarian, by the way.
0: Okay. <laughs> Talking about the affluence uh, in Asia, um, back to the beer market as well, um, do you find that there, there might be a potential in the growth for even the premium beers or even craft beers? I mean, we see that is growing here in Singapore, but I'm not sure about the rest of the region. What's your take on that?
1: There is certainly a prospect for premiumization and craft beers, because as people become more prosperous, they go for these uh, niche products. They're valued much more much higher. But right now, I would say the principal driver is the volume story as opposed to the premiumization story. The premiumization story is more relevant for the advanced markets such as Korea, Singapore, Hong Kong, Japan. But in places like uh, Vietnam and China, it's a volume game.
0: The real developing market. Absolutely. That's where we're going to get more value for our investments.
1: That's right. That's where the fizz is.
0: Thanks a lot, Nirgunen. Great tips and great insight. That's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks. I hope you enjoyed your time here. Thanks, Ernest. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times and The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcastsbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.